people are strange When you're a stranger Faces look ugly When you're alone Women seem wicked When you're unwanted Streets are uneven When you're down When you're strange Faces come out of the rain When you're strange No one remembers your name When you're strange When you're strange When you're strange <laughs> I love that song <laughs> There's a lot of strange people around nowadays, I'm telling you. Hey, this is Becca Marie. You are listening to Freedom Speak on Albuquerque's Conservative Talk, KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. And like I've been saying, if you want to send questions or comments, please email me at Becca Marie NM, B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I-N-M, at gmail.com and we are just having a lot of a lot of fun here today and i'm here with michael eustace and john block and yeah we've just been having some great conversations about tyranny and uh gulags and well just yeah so anyway so i mentioned in the last hour i mentioned the oath keepers and our government has been trying to demonize these guys as they're trying to make people believe that these oath keepers are somehow a danger to us. I got news for you. These oath keepers, the only people they are dangerous are danger to are these tyrants that have taken over our country. That's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of the oath keepers because they, you know, they they're they're bringing tyranny down upon us and the oath keepers are staying up to it. So I've got a really good clip by the head of the Oath Keepers, Stuart Rhodes. Okay, now they're making this guy out to be a villain. I mean, they're really, really doing their best to slander this guy's reputation. Now, sometime back, he, he, he made a, a, he spoke at, at some get-together, and I, I found the clip for it, and it's really, really good. So I'm going to play, well, we're just going to play this clip, and uh, then we'll just talk about it as it goes. So uh, go ahead and play clip three for me, Michelle. Here you go. Today's Constitution Day. A few years ago, I wrote an essay about Constitution Day, and I asked a question, you know, is this a day of mourning? or a day of celebration for their constitutions and a relentless assault. And I, one of the writer online actually said the Constitution's dead. It's been shot in the face bush by a shotgun. It's DRT, dead right there. And he's got a point. This government is wildly outside of the Constitution, and so is every level of government all the way down to your local town council. This DeWeese has already pointed out, and others across the country have pointed out before, they're all outside the bounds. But when asked that question, I say no. The Constitution still lives because it still lives inside of our hearts. And all of those of us who have sworn the oath to support and defend the Constitution, whether in military service, like I did, or whether the sheriffs, like the good sheriffs who are here today, or, or, or chiefs of police, um, we all took an oath to support and defend. And as long as we still draw breath, the Republic still lives inside of us. 
So that's my answer to that. But we do need to understand reality and face the reality that we are in an uphill fight and it is so wildly outside the bounds that at any time we could have another Lexington Green. It could happen any day. And in the aftermath of Bundy Ranch, I read some analysis by so-called intelligence centers in uh, counterterrorism intelligence centers in, in Nevada was one of them and other places across the country that apparently don't get it. Here's why you had veterans from all over the country jumping in their trucks as individuals, not just Oath Keepers and other groups, we were there too, but there were plenty of guys who all on their own just look at, look and saw what was going on and grabbed their rifle, grabbed their go bag and jumped in their truck. And why? They told us why when we were there. It was the presence of military snipers trained special forces snipers that they knew were on the other side pointing their sniper rifles at a ranching family. That was the number one reason why they rolled out. It was because our government was treating that ranching family with less respect than they would treat someone in Iraq or Afghanistan where they're still trying to win the hearts and minds. The attitude of the government in this case was, we don't care about winning your hearts and minds, we're gonna show you who's boss. Here comes the boot on the back of your neck and it's wearing a special forces foot inside that boot. That's why, and on our side, and here's the message I have for the federal law enforcement that were there, you need to understand how close you were. It was not gonna be a Waco where it's gonna be you, well-trained professionals against untrained men, women, children in a church. It was gonna be you against other well-trained American fighters. There was a one Marsoc Marine who was there who rolled up, no one even knew he was gonna show up, he shows up, he just got out of, out of the Marine Corps, 300 kills in Afghanistan behind a 338 Lapua sniper rifle. And he ran into a young Marine who, who'd driven down by himself from Oregon who happened to have a 338 Lapua. The Marsoc Marine couldn't afford to own a privately owned 338 Lapua sniper rifle. But when the other Marine veteran found out who this guy was, he said, this is yours, you take it. Give me your M4. They swapped rifles. So now you had a Marsoc Marine who knew what he was doing on the other side of the scope looking at those Special Forces veteran snipers. It was going to be sheepdog on sheepdog bloodbath that day. And the why? Because those other oath takers had forgotten their oath. And they had agreed to take the money and go serve as the muscle to treat their own people like an occupied enemy nation, and it's a mirror image. You're gonna get what you give. We're gonna give you back what you give us. If you deploy the military against us, you will see on the other side guys just like you looking right back at you. And it's the same deal up in New York with the SAFE Act. Same message there to the police of New York. It's like, look guys, it's not the responsibility of the people to bend the knee and submit to an unconstitutional edict from, from Governor Cuomo and the legislature. You can't tell them, all these oath-sworn veterans, many of whom left brothers on the battlefield, you cannot tell them that in order to avoid violence here at home, you must submit, bend the knee to the king, bend the knee and bend your children's knees too. It's not their responsibility. To, to avoid violence, to avoid sheepdog on sheepdog in New York, the responsibility is on the police, the sheriffs, and the deputies of okay. New York. Yeah, go ahead and hold that there.
So this is the guy that you're hearing talking. That is Stuart Rhodes. This is the guy that is the head of the Oath Keepers that has actually, as far as I know, he is still in the Gulag in D.C. Mm. He was uh, he he was at D.C. and once again, he he didn't do any violence in D.C. They're they're making this out to be an insurrection, but I got news for you. As many people that were at D.C., if they wanted an insurrection, if their goal was to take over the Capitol, don't you think that they would have come armed? Because I guarantee if all of those people would have come armed, we would have the Capitol. <laughs> There's no doubt about <laughs> it. We would. There's nothing they could have done to stop it. No, these people went there with the intention of being peaceful and simply going in there and having their voices heard you know, this article that I, that I saw here about this, this is the sort of thing that the media does to twist things and demonize people. And, and like I mentioned in my, in my intro about giving them names and, and giving them labels, in, in this article, it's referring to these people of, as armed anti-government zealots. Wow. <laughs> Um, How nice. Did, yeah. Didn't they serve the government? Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Anti-government. Okay. Um, well, the government is there to serve us. We're not there to serve the government. And, and from the facts of this story, as I understand them, there was... I think, weren't they slaughtering the guy's cows or something? I mean, the government was doing... And, and then they showed up with guns and... I believe they're trying to claim eminent domain on the farm to, to take the property, and the farmer did not want to move his cattle, so they Something just started like to open yeah. it up on him. Yeah. yeah. I'm not accurate on that. I, that's what I've heard. Right. Yeah, that's I've what I believe I've read, yeah, yeah, but it's just insane. So there was this standoff, and, and, and the point that he makes is, you know, if you get out of control, if the government gets out of control and you decide to send armed people, even if they're trained armed people, against we the people, there are plenty of we the people that are equally as skilled, and you will have to deal with us. I would have to say more so. Uh, during my time in the Marine Corps, um, when we got out is when we, we developed more pride for our country. When, when you're in the military, you're doing a job, and we volunteer. That's why we are the servants of the government. You know, we don't we don't go and say, oh, it'd be nice to go be a soldier and let me go hold a gun and, and run around, kind of how they're doing nowadays. Because the structure of the military is, in my opinion, gone. And, and to that point, if they think that they can take on veterans, they're very sadly mistaken. We've been through the atrocities. We've seen the horrors of actual war. We know what's going on. We know how to strategize. We know how to use these weapons. You know, like you're just describing. Mm -hmm. If some one of us doesn't have something that we're an expert at, another vet's going to give it up to you. There you go. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 330 at Lapua. Those yeah. are nice. I have a good oh, friend of mine that actually owns one of those. Yeah, well, they are pricey. Yeah. They are, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they have no chance against us because we're going to be protecting literally our homes at that point. You know, we've been out and defended other countries and trying to bring peace there fighting to the death you think we're not going to do that for our actual piece of property that we think we own 
you know? Right. And then your family, too, mm. right? Like, you will do anything to protect your family. Oh, I have small children. I have older children as well. And, and there isn't anything I wouldn't do for those kids. Anything. I would yeah. stand in front of a bullet in a heartbeat. I would jump myself off of a cliff for my kids. There's, there's nothing I wouldn't do for my children and my neighbor's children and my other neighbor's children. Yeah. Everyone's kids are just as important. That's what we're fighting for. I often say that, you know, we as adults are lost causes. We've lived our lives. We've done yeah. what we want to do. And at a certain age, you're done, which is why I, I'm, not, I'm not big on retired people joining politics. You guys have had your life. You've, a lot of people have been in politics their whole life, maybe not directly, but indirectly, and forming policy that's failed. So I think the youth of, of our country really need to come up and start supporting and managing our country, our states, our counties. Yeah, and you saw a lot of younger people who were January 6th. You know, they were there, and they were there just to peacefully say that we support our country and we want our country to survive because That's right. we believe this was not fair. And I just read the online, I just Googled the Oath Keepers right now. And the first things that pop up are one, a Wikipedia article that says that they're far-right extremists. And then the second thing you see is the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center, calling them a hate group. I'm reading and that then down. right underneath that is the ADL, the American Defense League, I believe. And they are claiming they're an anti-Semitic group of a bunch of radical extremists. So, you know, you Google them and you find all this evil stuff, but just go to their website, oathkeepers.org, and when you go there, you find, oh, their mission statement is to protect the Constitution, that they all swore when they were in service to our country. And that's all they're doing. They're reminding veterans that you swore an oath. One time you swore that oath, it's there for life. And that's what they were doing, protecting our country on January 6th and in other places like at the Bundy Ranch and mm -hmm. all that. They were protecting our country from tyranny. As he said at the top of the hour, that's all it is. They're here because they're against tyranny. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much what the Constitution says, if I'm not mistaken. It says we, the people, must go against the tyranny by using our constitutional rights as set out by our Bill of Rights to do just that. And that is what they are doing, and it's within their rights. So good on them. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's kind of funny. I yeah. find some that they call them an anti-government patriot group. Ooh, wow, isn't, that Hell, isn't that but isn't that a huge oxymoron right there? Uh, yeah, that's you what know? I was going to say. Isn't that a, 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 yeah, the contradicting terms there? How, if you're a patriot, you're, a you're not anti-government. Patriots. Got, well, that, that's if what the, they called them. If the government oh. is evil and it's uh, not standing up uh, for the people, then... That's uh, not the context they're saying, though, you know? I mean, I, yeah. I, I understand oh, I just, that completely. Yeah. But yeah. they're trying to say they're anti-government, you know, psychos, really. And then what is a patriot? We're all psychos then? I guess I so. I mean, if you I love your country... I guess George Washington was also a patriot. That's right, you know? And he's a psycho now, too? Is that, <laughs> is that what they're saying? Well, what is well yeah, that? they really do think that. That's you know, horrible. that's why they're trying to yeah. take down statues of founding fathers. They're, right. they're, they're taking the names of founding fathers off of school buildings. Oh, because, yeah. I mean, how are you going to properly indoctrinate some kids if uh, you got the name of a founding yeah. father on there? It's like, oh, God my God. Well, you know what? It's history. It's history. Because it's not just the South, you know... That they're taking those, those those statues down here in New Mexico, they're taking down statues of, of Spanish conquistadors yeah, and people Juan that came in. That's right. You know, he peacefully reconquested 
our state, That's which is right. now what it is. You know, he's the first governor of our state. Developed all of this, yeah. you know. Look at, uh, uh, yeah, Juan de Oñate. The, and then uh, what was in Santa Fe? Was the, the statue in Santa that, Well, that, Fe? that was, it was like an obelisk, which was the soldier's monument. And right. it was dedicated to the Union soldiers who fought against the Confederacy during the Civil War. Right. So if you look at it from that perspective, the people who are tearing down statues are actually supporting the South and the, the Confederacy. That's right. So so the people that were trying to enslave black people, quote unquote. Yeah. Th so they're supporting that and go. taking all these things. That they're trying to erase history. Oh, yeah. And that's Altogether. what is happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. In the schools with critical race theory. You know, oh, you're white. You must uh, have pent up racism in you. You, you just know? said it right there. I was trying right. to get to that point. of the, This isn't a racist thing. No. That you, but you talk to a woke kid and they're going to say, well, that guy was white. So he deserves to get be taken <laughs> down. Um, Onyate doesn't sound like a white last name to me. You know? No. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, but they're tearing down all they that. They are. Yeah. Like my, my middle school that I went to, it was the, the Conquerors is what we were. You know, we, it was the Vargas Conquerors, but they demolished the entire building, and now it's called the Milagro School. So, you know, just look at that. What's a What's a Milagro? I am not sure. It's a name. I think. I think it's a Mila name. Milagro is a. It's a town, isn't it? A town. Uh, there is a town named Milagro, but it, it means a miracle. Miracle in Spanish. I see. Miracle to destroy history. Yeah. There you go. CRT in the works. But you know what? None. Yeah. This none of this is starting to surprise me because coming from people that want to kill babies while they're in their womb, even after the womb. I mean, yeah. I, I read something that they're trying to pass ordinance or not ordinance, but law back east that a mother has up to six months to have an abortion after birth. Is yeah. isn't that murder? Well, isn't well, that I, murder? I, I heard yeah. twenty eight days. They've gone out six months now. Well, it, again, this was just something that I, I think read it was in, in California. And it was a law that they they. Promote. No, that's the law that actually passed, and that I passed. believe that's what you're talking about. Is it under 30 days? They could, yeah, they it had have, to do with the terminology yeah, that they were using. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, what I'm talking about, I think it was in Michigan that they're trying to pass this, and God. this was it was it was turned down. It didn't make it past the floor, but I still yeah. read it, and it's just I can't believe the mind of a legislator, a lawmaker, yeah. to even write something like that. You have to be demented, and then. There are lawmakers. There are legislators. That that's just disgusting. We we really need this red wave to just yeah. come over it all to be able to even come to a, a point where we can start fixing these things. Yeah. Well, the place we've gotten in our society, they're normalizing all these horrific things. That when I was in school, it would have been like, what the heck? Yeah. You know, a child getting murdered any time during their life, much less after they're born. You know, horrible, absolutely disgusting. Yeah. And that's happening right here in, in New Mexico. In New Mexico, yeah. At is. UNM, they have an abortion mill there, and there was a baby that was delivered, and then it was left to die on the table there, mm -hmm. crying in horrific pain for hours while they let that baby suffer. They just let it pass naturally, as I believe yeah. what they, the quote And they claim this that. is... This is the, the right to choose, is what they claim. This, they claim this is women's rights and empowerment. Well, murdering children, 50% of them being female, is the epitome of hypocrisy and inhumanity. And in our state, we are the abortion capital of the world, if not just the country. Yeah, we, we are the abortion capital of the country. We and they're opening people, new clinics now. They are. So that's something as county commissioner, yeah. I, I vow right here, I'll say on air, to, to just end that there's no way we can continue killing babies. 
period. And, you know, as a legislator, I will propose legislation to support life from conception to natural death. I do not believe in any circumstance whatsoever that there is a need to kill a baby, period, nope. or kill someone else through an assisted suicide, which I believe is completely inhumane as well. You know, it's, it's euthanasia, in it my is. opinion, because they say it's not euthanasia, euthanasia because we gave them the drugs to kill themselves. Well, you still provided them the ability to kill themselves. It's horrific. Yeah. And but that's one of their biggest accomplishments. Right. They say that's one of the greatest things we did. We passed abortion up to birth and infanticide. Now we're going to run on that in 2022. Well, these people are actually proud of this stuff. They're sick. They are. They're, they are. They're disgusting. I, I, did you see the thing, and this was from a few years ago, in which they voted on some kind of abortion bill, and like right up to conception, mm -hmm. and you had this room full of people, and they were talking about this, and it's like they all cheered. Yay! You know, it's like, wow, what a disgusting and thing. And it's gross. It like, if you've, if you've seen at the mills where these women go to get abortions, you know, I've been a pro-life sidewalk advocate for years mm -hmm. in front of one of the largest abortion facilities in the country in, in D.C., you know, and these women, they go in, and when they leave, you see their faces, and it's death. You don't see anything but death. And they get tricked many times to get these abortions. And many of them are being coaxed and forced by a pimp or by their uh, you know, boyfriend or whoever it is. Other, yep. And it's being normalized in society to treat a child as just something that you can throw away in the garbage and to just dehumanize it. And yeah. now the abortion business, Planned Parenthood, they're even claiming that they're pro-abortion now. Mm -hmm. Beforehand, they were saying, well, we want it to be safe, legal, and rare. Right. They're, right? they're just a medical provider. Oh, just a medical yeah. provider. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a procedure that's easier than just getting a root canal. No. You know, it's easy. And now they're saying, oh, we love abortions. Yeah. Go abortion. I'm like, how, how have we gotten to this place in society where abortion is just like the best thing ever yeah. to these people? I mean, well, decency's gone. Decency's gone. And just look at that in other, other laws. Like, they proposed that tax that would have given 35 to 50 cents more per gallon of gas. That, I believe, is also inhumane. It is. Because a, a family, a working family like mine, you know, we're not rich. We work for the money that we get. And we live paycheck to paycheck many yep. times, right? <laughs> That's going to hurt the very smallest communities and the very most vulnerable individuals in our society. Mm -hmm. And so they, they just love this stuff because they want people to be on the teat of the government they want the government to do everything yep. for them. And then they want them to all abort their children and not have more children to have population control, I believe, in many circumstances. So, yeah, that just all goes back to these constitutional rights that are being eroded day in and day out by the same people who are owned and operated by the same players in Santa Fe and in D.C. who just pull the puppet strings and do whatever it takes. You know, these people, I know some of these legislators, they were pro-life once. They were. But now they vote for abortion up to birth bills because they want to get reelected. Sickening. Or it even, is. like, my opponent, she wasn't even there for that euthanasia bill. She didn't even show up to vote for it. I'm like, if you don't even care that much to show up and vote on something, why should we keep you in there? Why well, should you Why deserve? are you there if you're not doing your job? Yeah, you got to do your job. And that's why, you know, in the county, we need more pro-life and life-affirming legislators and folks who are county commissioners oh, we who do. will fight for those rights in our Constitution. And that goes from life to death. You're absolutely right. With, with Even if legislation is passed, the county has power to say, hey, you, you can't build your building there. There you go. I'm sorry, but you, you violate certain moral constitutions, and I am proposing against it. That, that's the, 
those things yeah. need to happen. We can't be afraid as Republicans or conservative people mm -hmm. to stand up for what's right. There's people in office, in power that can do this, yet they're just cowering. They, they just go along with uh, just the Democrats' agenda. You know, yeah. like you said, not all Democrats are bad, but their agenda definitely is. And oh, the yeah. fact that they just blindly follow that is just a travesty. We need people to stand up. We need people to make a difference and, and push this. This is the, we were talking about this mm -hmm. over the break. New Mexico is the best state in the country. Yeah. We don't have natural disasters. The weather's perfect from north to south. We get seasons here. We have the best food. We have the best people. And we have these natural resources. All like we of were them to be about. used. And, and yet, why are we literally 50th in everything? It's because we have all these people that go in with good intentions, but yet get shunned and have start following that democratic agenda. Yeah. They get, oh, oh, you, you got to stop what you're doing right there. <laughs> we're going to kick you out if, if you don't start yeah. following. Well, look well, what they did. Uh, what was it 2020? When they primaried, all these individuals were pro-life Democrats yeah. in these Senate seats and these House seats, and they had strong primary challenges. They brought all the abortion money, all yeah, the George Soros money, and they kicked them the heck out of office. And they installed these radical Marxist, insane people like Senator Kerry Hamblin, mm -hmm. total communist full-blown Marxist. You put these people like Saya Korea Hemphill, yeah. Senator, and she took out a pro-life Democrat. And uh, I think it's Silver City. And yeah. now she's claiming, oh, you know, I support rural values. I'm like, well, rural values don't include murdering your baby on the right. day of its birth, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Know? Rep Stansberry. I mean, oh, the yes, thing that Stansberry. she's going and around how with doing. in the world is she in Congress right how now? How did she make it past there? I mean, she ran well, for I know a why. House. We, we ran, well, we we ran a rhino. Well, yeah. what's, going, <laughs> what, what's going on is that there are people out there that they will say, oh, well, I was, uh, I've always been a Democrat, and I support Democrats. And a lot of these people, like Rush Limbaugh used to, he would call them, he would call them low-information voters. And the problem is these people will go out and they will vote for a Democrat. They have no idea what are. the issues are. They don't have any idea who this person is. They were born into a Democrat family. <clears throat> They've always voted Democrat. They've never paid any attention to what's going on. They've never got, taken the time to learn about the candidates that they're voting for. And a lot of these people, if you'd sit down and talk with them and say, hey, by the way, are you in favor of uh, abortion? Are you in favor of infanticide? Uh, are you in favor of, of, of family values? Uh, are, you know, all of these things. And you ask them these questions and they're, oh, yeah, I'm in favor of all it. Then why are you voting for these evil corrupt Democrats. Why? It's be, oh, well, it's traditional. No, you know, voting should not be a tradition. No. Vot voting is a civic duty. You're sp it's, it's up to you. It's, as an American citizen, it is your responsibility to know who you're voting for. Because mm -hmm. if you vote in these radical socialist communists, they're going to destroy your country. Yeah. And look what's happening in our state. We're the poorest state in the nation. With yeah. the most resources. Yeah, we have all these resources. We have beautiful weather. We have tourism opportunities. We have everything. There's no reason food. this state should not be the most successful state oh, in the no, entire wait, country. You, why exactly. don't we have spring training down in Cruces like they do in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona? I mean, the weather there is so conducive for it. Here in Albuquerque as well, mm -hmm. we have the, the altitude to help athletes do that. We yeah. have the, the MMA uh, groups here that specifically choose Albuquerque to come train. There's no reason we should not have pro teams here. Yeah. There's no reason. 
we have the resources to build these things. We have the people to build these things. And we have the talent here in the town and the, the state to be able to make this successful. We do. And I think if we just outline it like that to these Democrats, you know, mm -hmm. I have Democrats who are still in my family who still refuse to change oh, their my party whole registers. <laughs> I know, join the club here. But it's like... I am so thankful that my family is all Republican. Oh, you, you are blessed. Must oh, be nice. My you have a yes. blessing right there. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, yeah. it provides us with an opportunity to engage with Democrats because they're our family. They're a little less pretentious to talk to us, you know? It, it, it's a great opportunity to interject yeah and just let them know what's going on like nine out of ten democrats have no idea about the late-term abortion bill we have here yeah. and the, you just explain the first paragraph of something to them and they're done with it oh really well i'm gonna have to actually look into that instead of just checking d this time mm -hmm. well we and need the, to make those connections the ignorance out there like l low information voters like i was saying it's like I'm, I'm hearing these reports in which these people actually did not know that the Hunter Biden laptop existed. They had no idea. It's like, where are you? Where are you living? Are you living with your head in a hole somewhere? It's like, you know, we're well, yeah. It yeah. could be, yeah. It well, could I be mean, there. I think it's by yeah. design, right? Um, yeah, but how could they not know? It's like, but. See, that's the th that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people that they they don't pay attention to anything mm -hmm. except maybe watch, watch one mainstream news station, and that's it. They don't read anything. They don't talk. They don't. They don't. They don't look at the web. They don't read news articles. They don't. They don't look at anything else, and that's all they receive. And it's like, I for me, I find that hard to believe. How could you not know about that? How could you not know about these things? Yeah. You know, I had, a, I had a discussion with a friend of mine the other day about the, the whole thing with the, the, all the people that have died from this so-called vaccine. And my friend, it's like, well, I didn't know anything about that. It's like, how did you not know about this? How did you not know? Why did you do this to yourself? Yeah. And it's like, he darn near died from blood clots. You know, and it's like... Yeah, and it's like very important information that you need to know, right? Yeah. Like before I go vote, I want to make sure the person I'm voting for is not some radical person who wants to forcibly inject me with a non-vaccine to that would kill me and give me right. blood clots. I want to right. vote for someone who I know is not going to vote for abortion up to birth. But the thing is, I think what our, us Republicans have not done well enough in our state you know, I, I think it's important to be critical of yourself first before you go criticizing other people. But I think we are not very good at education of these voters. We haven't reached out really and given them the facts for them to look for the information themselves. You know, and I, I have the highest respect for many people in our party. But I think right now we're not doing a very good job of reaching out to these communities that nope. they, they agree with us. Really, they agree with us on 80%, if not more, yeah. of our values. Yeah. But we haven't articulated what those values are. Because, you know, I don't see much going on at the state level. I see, you know, oh, we hate, we hate MLG. She's bad. Yeah, of course we all hate MLG. She's crazy. Well, I don't hate people, but, you know, she's crazy. <laughs> she is. Right? Yeah. But we I should mean, be praying for her. <laughs> we need to talk about the issues. Yes. And, like, in Alamogordo, for instance, economy. Economy is the number one issue. When I call voters and I've done polls, the economy is huge for people. All we have to show them is, well, Democrats raise your taxes. Democrats, they're the cause of these $4 gas prices. Yeah. The business is being shut down. There you go. Democrats, 40% of them are gone, period. Forever. All these small businesses forever. That's and it's because you voted for MLG. Maybe make a different yeah. choice yeah. this time. So, guys, uh, it's time for our last break, and then we go into our last segment. And one thing I want to cover in the last segment, I've got this really great clip 
in which Jim Jordan is just totally schooling them in Congress. And I want to talk a little bit about that because it just talks so much about the hypocrisy going on in our government right now. So we will be right back after this break. hard-to-find used car or truck parts? Looking for honest general mechanics work at affordable prices? Call my friend Joe at Southwest Auto Recyclers. Serving New Mexico for 30 years, veteran-owned and operated at 4025 Broadway Boulevard, Southeast in Albuquerque. Call 505-877-3331. 505-877-3331. Ribs Barbecue in Cedar Crest, New Mexico believes all positive things derive from freedom, liberty, and choice. Ribs is the conduit for heroes just like you. Go to ribsbbq.com and find carnivore contraband to support the fight against the crony global elitist, ribsbbq.com. Agave Builders is a family and veteran-owned, licensed and insured GB98 construction company. I'm Michael Eustace, along with partner Ron Lucero. We specialize in helping disabled veterans obtain grants through the VA and nonprofit companies to remodel their homes. We can also handle all of your building needs, from small jobs to commercial buildings. We are also a premier American walk-in tub dealer. Call us at 505-385-6680. Also find us at agavebuildersnn.com and follow us on Facebook. Hey everybody, welcome back to Freedom Speak. I am your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Albuquerque's Conservative Talk, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I invite you to check out my website. I have... I post all of the replays of all of my previous shows on there. There's some really great ones on there from the very beginning of when I started here at KDAZ. Go to freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com. And, and the Becca Marie part is spelled M-A-R-I, I'm sorry, B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I.com. Freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com. Go and check that out. And there is uh, a replay link on there that you can listen to all the shows, all the previous ones. There's also some resources on there. And also, I invite you to send me emails with your comments and questions. And I will include them on my next show. Um, email me at beccamarienm at gmail.com. So anyway, so I have this last thing I want to play that I think it really, really talks a lot to what's going on in our country right now and what we've been talking about in this show today. It was Jim Jordan out on the uh, floor of Congress and really, really giving it to them. I love Jim Jordan. He's one of my favorites, and he's from my home state of Ohio, which is really, really great. So anyway, uh, Michelle, could you play clip five for me? As the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee, the gentleman from Ohio, Mr. Jordan, for his opening statement. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Last week, the president said a cyber attack from Russia is coming. 
And what's the Biden administration been doing? They released Alexei Burkov, a notorious Russian cyber criminal. Here's what, here's what has been said about Mr. Burkov. He's an asset of supreme importance, one of the most connected and skilled malicious hackers ever apprehended by US authorities. And what did the Biden administration do six months ago? Put him on a plane headed to Moscow. Cyber attack from Russia is coming, the president said. And what's our Justice Department been doing? We know they've been spying on Carter Page and not following the FISA rules. How do we know that? Because Inspector General Horowitz has done two different audits, two different reports that he's given to us. 400 errors in 29 randomly selected FISA applications, 400 errors in 29 of them. In four of those 29 applications, there wasn't even a Woods file, which is the file you keep that has the underlying supporting evidence for the claims made in the application itself. Cyber attack from Russia is coming, the president said. And what's our Justice Department been doing? Not only ignoring the FISA rules, they don't even follow their own rules. We know that from a story two weeks ago where insensitive investigative matters, special cases dealing with First Amendment concerns, concerns when they're investigating religious groups, investigating candidates, and investigating government officials, or the press, 353 cases, 747 errors in those cases. Not only are they not following the FISA rules, they don't even follow their own darn rules. That's why we sent a letter asking for the internal audit. We hope that that will be given to the Judiciary Committee, Mr. Chairman, so we can look at that. Cyber attack from Russia is coming, the president said a week ago. What's been going over on over at the Justice Department? Well, we know this from Mr. Durham. They were spying on President Trump's campaign. Mr. Durham just told the court that last month. Tech executive number one spying on not only the President Trump's campaign, looks like spying on him during the transition period and potentially even while he was president of the United States. Cyber attack from Russia is coming. And of course, we learned just four months ago, what was our Justice Department doing? What are they still doing? Spying on parents treating moms and dads as domestic terrorists. We had the attorney general in front of this committee back in October and he misled this committee and said it wasn't going on, but we've now had a whistleblower come forward and tell us it is in fact going on, so much so that there's a, there was an email sent to FBI agents with a threat tag designation that you're supposed to put on parents who are simply showing up at school board meetings, voicing their concerns about what's being taught to their children. President Biden says a cyber attack from Russia is imminent, it's coming. And what were 51 former Intel officials doing just a year and a half ago? They were telling us the whole Hunter Biden story was false. They told us it was Russian disinformation. The disinformation is what they told us. Something we need to check out. How did 51 of them in the days before a presidential election tell us a story that the new... Okay, so that's probably enough. That you, get the, you get the gist of what's going on there. Yeah. So that, there's so much there to unpack. It's like, okay, so and I made it, it really got me thinking about some things. So the, our government is concerned about Russians hacking the United States. And what do they do in response to that? Well, they release the hackers. They release the hackers, the Russian hackers, when we have a threat. Everything that they're doing is completely 
counterproductive to everything they say. One thing that I can tell you about people, and, and this is something that I really believe, don't pay attention to what they're saying, pay attention to what they're doing. You know, I hear people say things all the time, but you know, their actions just simply don't back up what they're saying. You're right. Yeah. Well, just look at those, all the intelligence community, as they call them. They were all wrong on the Hunter Biden thing. They lied through their teeth. You know that they knew that, though. They, they knew, knew it, it all along. Oh, they they were hoping that they would get away with it, yeah. and they were hoping that the whole thing would just go away. Okay, we're just going to kick the can down the road until... And, and not to mention that I have mentioned numerous times, people have short memories. And they're hoping that if they kick the can down the road enough, everybody will just forget about it and they'll just move on and they'll never have to deal with it. That's true yeah. though, because people have short memories. They really do. They, they do. Really counting on that actually. Yes. Because think about this, when, was, when, when Biden was vice president is when this started, his first term. All of the trips to the Ukraine, all the trips to Kosovo, I know that because I was deployed. It was my first deployment as Kosovo. What was he doing there then as the vice president? Shaking we had no relations. <laughs> Ukrainian prosecutors that's, to that's get him fired? That's yeah. exactly what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, right. He was disassembling <laughs> right. their government. Quid pro quo, their, right? Right. Uh, and, and, and taking out their legal system of people who would actually stand up for these things and were pointing it out. He was getting them fired starting then. This yeah. isn't something that's, that happened last year with that laptop. This has been going for a long time. Now they're, they're approaching their end game with it now, and he got caught. Mm -hmm. That is what happened. So now we need to use that evidence and go after him. We need to go after his son so hard that it links him back to the president, and then we're able to go after the president. Yeah. Well, even CNN said that Hunter Biden might be indicted. They even admitted that. Yeah. So just imagine all the other cards that are going to fall alongside him. Look at all these intelligence officials that, oh, you know, it's just disinformation. I think we should sue the heck out of all of them. Every single one of them who told President Trump that he was a liar over that, even though he said it repeatedly, citing facts and sources that he got from the direct laptop that was taken from the Delaware uh, Mac store, which is stupid, by the way. Why would why would why would you leave that and not pick it up? Well, and there's still there's still these morons out here that are that are right. that Who are gets their laptop yeah, that, even that are, if it has that on right. It. There's still these morons out there on the left that are are saying that this laptop is Russian disinformation, <laughs> where the files on the laptop are photos of Hunter Biden in very compromising situations, and it's like it's there is no doubt that it is his laptop and. You know, yet they're still trying to to pass this off as Russian disinformation. It's like this is it's, it's, it's it doesn't matter how much evidence there is; these people will continue denying it. Yeah. Well, it's Russia, Russia, Russia. All the way. All oh, the it time. Is. Russia, Every Russia, day. Russia. You know, yeah. just like under President Trump in the first failed impeachment, where he was completely exonerated on every charge. You know, it was he was colluding, right? And then it was uh, Ukraine. Right. In which there was no evidence. No evidence. And now there's whatsoever. a mountain of evidence and... Yeah. Against it. Yeah. And, and they're ignoring it. There's a mountain of, of yeah. evidence that, that Hillary staged this entire yeah. thing. And she should be in prison. Oh, she should be. I mean... That's oh, what we've been saying for she years. She should be. Mm -hmm. She should be in jail. I would love to see well, her in an orange jumpsuit. I Nobody is that. more deserving than her. Yeah. 
It's not her color, but yeah. Yeah. Well, orange <laughs> is the new black, you know. There yeah. you go. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so these people, they, they, you know, like for instance, you got a threat of foreign hackers, you release the hackers. High oil prices, what do you do? Well, uh, oh, they, they're saying, oh, and we want to have energy independence. So how do, how do they do that? Well, they cancel the pipelines. They cancel leases. Um, isn't that counterproductive to being energy independent? We were energy dependent when Trump was president. We were. Yeah, we and were exporting a bunch of oil. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But the yeah, the Keystone XL pipeline got canceled under the Biden regime. And that was a huge economic mecca up there where it was so many jobs, I think hundreds or no thousands. thousands of jobs with yeah, that. Tens yeah. Of thousands, yeah, of yes. jobs across the nation. And those jobs they reverberate across because, you know, that oil needs to get places, so truck drivers, trains, and then the people who are actually refining the oil in the refineries. Yep. You know, that's jobs right there. And then look at maintenance manufacturers. People. Yeah. Maintenance down people. to the janitors. I mean yeah. like all the jobs that were killed just by that one, one action. Thing. Yep. And that's why our Gas prices are at four dollars a gallon. And, oh know, no, it's it's Putin's fault. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Right, yeah. right. It, everything's Putin's fault. Brad, Remember yeah. years well, ago, for the longest time, everything was Bush's fault. So Remember, it was. Yeah. A lot of that was. Tough. Everything, <laughs> you know, looking so, back yeah. on it, maybe it really <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah, <laughs> but you well, know, we're Trump buying oil right. from because, Venezuela right now. You know, now. Bush is Bush is just part of, part of their little group, and we found that We've out. Seen the pictures. Well, he's of taking it. selfies with them and telling them to get vaccinated or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty much sold wow. himself out, as well as his whole family. I mean, just look we'll at them. Isn't, well, they yeah. voted for Hillary Clinton, for crying out loud. Yeah. I know. Well, what? wasn't it Bush? Isn't the Bush, Bush Sr. Yeah. He, he was Reagan's vice president, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah. That's right. It started before him. He created... Well, he was, the, uh, he was the CIA director, director. right? Yeah. 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 Well, he, he, he invented the CIA. Yeah. That's where he started yeah. his careers. I believe he... He was a branch out from the FBI back then, and he created. He was Central an ambassador before that, and before that he was, and then his father was as well. Yeah, the oil tycoon, I believe, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, in Texas. Yeah, and that's they really built the oil industry in Texas. Mm -hmm. If you look back at the Bush history, yeah. so yeah, these people are the same ones that have been patting each other's backs for years. Yeah, and now you know, God forbid, you say, "Well, I support Trump." Trump is the only thing that took down a lot of this trust in the old guard. The old guard is it's just crumbling right now. Well, they're passing. And <laughs> yeah, I mean they're passing, but they're grandkids and stuff. You saw George yeah. P. Bush, you know, he was the land commissioner of Texas and he ran for attorney general. Well, that's why Texas they're working so hard to indoctrinate a whole new yeah. generation. And people aren't buying it again. anymore. You know, no. people are like, no more Bushes, no more Clintons, no Don't. more, oh, Romney's still there, unfortunately, but Maybe we you can think take they're going to yeah, vote right. that idiot out in the next election. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I don't understand what's wrong with what the people is wrong in with Utah. I mean, like, wh why do you vote for this guy? Well, their governor, didn't he just veto a bill that would have banned transgender sports? I'm yes. like, and he's a Republican. And I remember when he was running for governor, he was running with his Democrat opponent in ads saying, we'll work together. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I don't want you to work together with the demon rats. I yeah. want you to you know, chop the head Fight. of the serpent, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, that's what I want. You know, it's like, fine, if they've got a good idea, then, then you do it. But do you compromise? No, because compromising with them, it goes against everything we believe in. No, exactly. we need to make them compromise with us. Yeah. yeah. We're, it's to that point Well, now. see, that's the way it always works, though. It always works that the, that the Democrats expect, expect us 
to do what they want us to right. do. But then, but then when it's the other way around, it's like, well, no, we still want you to do what we want you to do. Yeah, no, it's like, no, no, we're in, we're in charge now. So now you yeah. got to bend to us. Yeah. We it's need like, to have some people more, yeah. you know, in office that, uh, I, I don't know if I could say this, but have cojones. Yeah. Cojones. And actually will right. do something. Webbles. You know? That's right. Yeah. You know, not speaking of this masculinity and, and, and femininity type of thing. It's not has nothing to do with that. Somebody who has pride and is willing to fight. That's what I'm talking about when I say cojones, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Male or female, you well, can have cojones yeah. to do that. And I think that's why it's good that we're having this discussion in our party. Yes. Because people like us who are talking about these issues, we're driving that conversation. Mm -hmm. And for so many years, Republicans were always so nice. Let's be nice to them. Let's let's just say <laughs> well, please they, don't they painted beat me. us as yeah. bullies. I mean, please don't yeah. beat me. Right? You know, we need to stop we need we need to just be like, okay, this is what the Democrats are doing. They're fighting like heck and they're doing whatever it takes to get what they want across the finish line. We need to be relentless in our fight against them. We need to tell them we won't give them an inch. We, we won't need give to, them you a know, centimeter. We need to mm -mm. stick to our values, but we need go. to be firm and we need to be relentless. There you right. go. Yeah. And because th that's what they are. That's and they yes. stick together. Even AOC and Nancy Pelosi, they, they may fight behind the scenes, but they stick together like glue yeah. when they want something passed. That's something the Democrats do very well. Yeah. Is they, they, they adhere to their commitments and their, I don't I can't call them morals, but they're, they're yeah. ideas that they, they have. Yeah, they you know? believe. Even though they yeah. believe incorrectly, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, but we need people in our party who are like, you know what, I'm sick and darn tired of these swampy mm -hmm. Republicans who make deals with Democrats so that they won't kill our legislation. Yeah. Like, I would rather have no Republican bills passed in our legislature and across the country rather than have a bunch of Democrat bills passed. Yeah. I'd rather have... All those bills killed from those Democrat bills killed, then have one of our bills passed, period. Yeah. Now, I'll go on the record. It's not popular to say that, you know, with these, you know, play, you know, let's play with the Democrats mm -hmm. kind of Republicans. But right. that's what we need right now. No, you, you, that's a good strategy, too, because yeah. re regardless if we have, um, <laughs> that caught me off guard. Yeah. Regardless if we got, we, we have bills on the books, if we have nothing passed, but we can just start taking away from the democratic laws that are there, there the things go. that they establish. I absolutely agree with you. It's a great strategy. You know, yeah. write as many Republican bills as we can to flood it and don't pass any, but you know, at the same time, amend those ones that they already have there passed. You go. Well, look what they did in 2021 when they passed that redistricting committee. Oh boy. Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's bipartisan. It's the redistricting committee. Oh, and they made a deal. The Republican leadership or whatever they want yeah. to call themselves these days, not leaders, they worked with the Democrats so that they wouldn't filibuster their bills so that they could get one good bill. That's right. What is right? it called? They, they were being the, bipartisan. Yeah, it's the, the Citizens Redistricting <laughs> Committee. <Bipartisan>. Right. <laughs> right. And what happened like with that? that? They gerrymandered the heck They out did of what our they state. want. They said, okay, yeah. okay, that's great. That's Let me pat you on you. the back. Yeah. You know, we're doing what we want still. Exactly. So we should not be working out deals with demon rats. No. No. Especially no. ones in Santa Fe or DC. And we should be fighting like heck, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, right. like Lauren Boeber, like uh, um, Madison Cawthorn and Jim Jordan and all these people who have been fighting for years in the trenches. If if all of if all folks. of the Republicans would would rise up and and do like what these people are doing like you just mentioned, yeah. we would have a much much more different outcome on these things, I think. Very but, true. But, but we, we have would, 
we these, have to do our homework with all of this. We do. There, there are plenty of rhinos running for all of these same offices, you know, running against us. They are. You know, yeah. and so we do have to do our due diligence and read about these people and see who they really are. Do we want to elect somebody youthful with a fighting spirit that wants to go in and do something good and isn't going to take no for an answer and doesn't care what the other side thinks or says or throws at him? Or are you going to vote for somebody who's the same old establishment person? They've been in their same career their entire lives working with government. Those people are just going to play ball with Democrats. Oh, yeah. The, well, even some of these people who are younger, I've seen that they, they've adopted these rhino talking points and, mm -hmm. oh, let's work with the Democrats. No, we're not going to work no. with evil. No, I, I, it's yeah. what I call Republican evil. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is. The, if you compromise with evil, you are no better than them. And I, I've heard it before. I've heard it. I mean, over and over, and I'm sure you have. This is a yeah. spiritual war. It is. You have to be a God-fearing person to want to get into yeah. this fight and do something about it. And you have to keep that spirit close to your heart. Every day. That's you have right. to open it up with prayer and close it with prayer. And be in the word and stand firm. And remember that, you know, even those battles that you can't fight, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. It is. And that, you know, the Lord has our backs and he will protect us, but we need to make sure that we are sticking to our values. And it all starts with the church. We need stronger pastors who are going to say what they mean from the pulpit so that those people that are in their congregations can do the work to fix our state and then fix our country for the better. And, and end these horrific things and these gulags that we see happening. We can end these warfare against children in the classroom, forcing them to learn sex ed and all these disgusting things at five years old. You know, we can fix these problems, but it takes folks like us who are willing to stand up, hold one Bible in our hand and say, you know, we're gonna stick with this Bible, we're gonna stick with our values, and we're not gonna relent, period. No, We're and like fight, like I've fight, been saying fight. all along, John, it's like I've been saying this for the last couple of years, stop complying with these things. Like yeah. parents, it's like, I don't have any children, but if I had children in school and I found out they were doing it, no, no. I would pull them out of school or whatever I had, uh, whatever I had to do. Yeah, I, it's yeah. like you got to stand up. Put my up kids in private school. And, and, if, it, and yeah. if it involves a, enduring a little bit of pain to do it, well, that's fine. You got to, but you got to protect your kids no matter what. You can't let this sort of thing happen to them. You know, the, yeah. So there wow, are we're future. running out of time, guys. <laughs> yeah, we are. Oh. Hey, so I just wanted to talk about this last little thing real quick on this illegal immigration, and they're getting rid of Title 42. Now, the thing that's hypocritical about this is Title 42 is supposedly to protect us from this horrible, terrible pandemic in which it's, oh my God, people are just dropping dead left and right from this, which they're not. But the thing is, is like, oh, well, yeah, we don't care about that anymore. It's like uh, these, these illegals, uh, yeah, they just come right in. It doesn't matter what they're spreading to us. You know, it just goes to show that these people are not serious about any of this stuff. They don't believe any of this garbage any more than you and I do. It's like, but unfortunately, a lot of people do believe them. They do. So many people think that they're just, you know, poor not, I don't mean monetary, but just like poor me people that are coming from these countries and, and looking for a better chance. Yes, a good big handful of them are, but that is not the majority. The majority is the cartel, the drug runners, the human traffickers. Those are the people that are coming over in hordes because yeah. you see those groups of people of thousands of people coming over, they're being driven by money. 
What's the money down there? I'm sorry, yeah. but it is drug and cartel from the tip of South America all the way up to that border. So, guys, I want to give each of you a minute to plug your campaign, starting with you, Michael. All right. Well, my name is Michael Eustace. I am running for Bernalillo County Commissioner, District 5. That would be from Louisiana down to about Lomas up to Spain all the way out to the East Mountains and all the way down to the Chile Land Grant area. So it is a very big and diverse district. I have three different counties bordering my county there, so you're able to work out with a, a different pe demographic of people out there. Um, I am here in town, though. You can reach me at 505-385-6680. You can get at us on Facebook, or you can go to our website, eustace4nm.com. Okay, John, plug your campaign. Thank you. My name is John Block. I am the America First Republican candidate in House District 51 in Alamogordo. So if you have family or friends out there, please tell them to vote for me. And I am the founder and editor of the Pinion Post, New Mexico's leading conservative online news publication, reaching hundreds of thousands of New Mexicans with the truth. And I'm running because we need fighters in the legislature who are going to fight like heck every single day, wake up every morning and say, let's fight the radical Democrats and those rhinos and get some progress in our state. And that progress means conservatism. We need to fix the problems that these radical Democrats and rhinos have had for years. We need to finally bring some younger and stronger voices to the roundhouse to finally clean the Santa Fe swamp. So please vote for me. You can find my website, johnblock.com. I would appreciate any donations or prayers that you can send my way. My phone number is 575-993-9988 if you ever want to give me a call and ask about the issues. God bless. Awesome. And I want to thank both of you guys for being on with me today. It's been a lot of fun, and I think it's probably one of the best shows ever. And so I'm, I'm going to take a break next week because it's uh, Easter week, and I want to tell all of you, have a really wonderful Easter holiday. Spend time with your families and reflect upon what Easter means. It's, you know, it's, it's a very, very important holiday. So I want you to reflect on that and... Um, you know, enjoy time with your families. And uh, I want to plug my advertisers, Ribs Barbecue, Agave Builders, Southwest Auto Recyclers. And I want to ask one more time that you all give uh, Susanna over at Pet Foods Gone Wild a call on her phone and because she needs help. And it's a great little place to work. And especially if you love animals, uh, I would suggest giving her a call. She needs people. She needs employees. Her number there is 505-994-0101. And tell her that Becca sent you from Freedom Speak. So do you own a freedom-friendly business? Advertise on this station and support this show and many others like it. To get started advertising or send me comments or suggestions, email me at beccamarienm at gmail.com. Check out my new website, freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com, where you can listen to replays of all my shows and have access to useful resources. You can also check out my posts on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Telegram. Please like, follow, and share far and wide as I am being censored. Freedom is essential. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. It's time to stand up and tell the Marxists and those that are helping push their agenda, hell no, we won't comply. We are the resistance.